like the shortest day of the year, it's Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Hello, hello. Short and Sweet Parenting Tips here with episode 25. We're back with sleep expert Christine Stevens with part two of Sleep Solutions for Infants. Now, Christine founded Sleep Solutions by Christine and is the sleep coach for exhausted parents. If you missed part one of this series, we discussed the number one sleep problem and the solution, what to do when your baby is overtired or overstimulated, plus baby sleep hygiene. So if you're interested, hop on over and have a listen. So welcome back, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Today, we'll talk about how to get your baby out of poor sleeping cycles, when to know if you need to seek outside help, plus we'll debunk some myths. Great. So say I'm a mom who uses an exercise ball to get my kid to sleep and that stops working. Then I move to walking the house at night for a few weeks and then that stops working. What would your advice be for parents who really want to get out of a cycle? To, to get parents out of a cycle is number one, you have to figure out what you want to do and what you what are your, going to be your goals. What do you want to get out of? I don't want to have to rock my baby to sleep anymore. I don't want to have to bounce them up and down on a yoga ball. I don't want to have to do whatever that thing is to get my baby to sleep. Yeah. The second thing is that, you know, you've got to give baby a chance to practice. Just like uh, sleep is is a skill that we learn like anything else. Just like riding a bike. You know, you don't immediately come out and you're not riding the Tour de France (laughs) in the first shot. And you got to let baby practice a little bit and give them a chance. See what they do. Okay. Offer comfort. But don't immediately do it, whether it's gradually or a little more uh, quick of not doing, not using that thing all the time to get baby to sleep. So, you know. But it's not, you try it one night, it's a flop, so forget it. No, no, you got to try more than that, you know. So be very consistent. Make sure all caregivers, make sure both parents are being consistent with how it's being done. And so in about about three to five nights is where you'll start to see uh, a lot bigger change. Toddlers will take a little bit longer than that. So yeah, if it's the first night, you can't just call it quits. Okay. (laughs) I tell you, when when you're a parent of an infant and you're exhausted, I I mean, you will do anything to get that kid to sleep. Now, we've talked a lot about sleep ups and downs. When is it time to seek outside help for sleep issues with your infant? If you as a parent are ever concerned about anything and you think it could be a possible, you know, something's not right, then you absolutely need to talk with your pediatrician. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, you rule out those and it's not a medical issue, then maybe it's a little more on the behavioral. Okay. And behavioral not meaning a bad thing. It's just changing habits and kind of seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you're not getting any kind of decent sleep in the middle of the night, your baby's not starting to sleep any kind of longer stretches by the time they're a few months old, you're having issues with your own mental health because you're not getting any sleep. Yeah. You know, your child is waking up multiple times a night and you constantly have to do something to get them to go back to sleep. They always need your help. That might be a time or, you know, really when you just say to yourself, there has to be a better way because what I'm doing is no longer working. Yeah. When you realize that, then you do, okay, now I need to change. I need to do something. And if you're not sure what that is, that's where working with a sleep consultant can help because we'll help you figure out, you know, what is it, what is going to work? What is normal for your individual baby and your situation and what we can do to improve that? 
Sometimes I got to go, hey, you know what? Your kid's first nap always has to be in their in the car because you have to drop another child off at school. Okay, right. well, let's work right. within that. Yeah. No one's yeah. no one's 100% perfect. Nothing is absolutely a, you know, cut and dry perfect all the time. But we learn how to roll with the punches. We learn how to make things work. And we find that what's going to work for our family. How about any myths? Are there any myths you want to debunk while we're talking about sleep and infants? The number one is probably, I, I have to be sleep deprived for the rest of my life. No, not true. You really can't get sleep as a parent. That's probably the number one myth. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is probably, everybody call, everybody likes to call it cried out. Yeah. But it's the night, night, see you later. I'm going to let you scream until you go to bed. I'm not going to come in there. Well, not true as well. There are different methods out there. You can literally be sitting right next to your child as they fall asleep. You are there to comfort them. You are there to love them and show them that you are there and do whatever you have to do as you're making changes. What about if if I let my kid cry it out, they're going to hate me forever and they're going to remember this, you know, into adulthood? Yes. Oh, that's a good one. There's always a lot of questions about attachment in babies. Healthy attachment is knowing a baby knowing that their needs are going to be met. Okay. So... When your baby is hungry, do you feed them? Mm-hmm. When they are cold, do you dress them warmer? Do you attend to their needs? When they need something, who do they look for? Do they look for you as a parent? Yes, then that's attachment. Okay. So crying is communication. So everything that they're trying to tell us, they're, they're going to be coming. It's going to come out as crying. Mm-hmm. And so we need to figure out what that is. But yes, just because a baby cries doesn't mean that they're going to they're going to hate you forever. They're trying to communicate something. Now, if a if a baby needs a, a diaper change, they're going to cry and go, "Uh, hey, go change my." You know, it's but it doesn't come out as, "Hey, mom, change my diaper." Um, <laughs> same thing will go with making doing something different when baby's going to sleep versus you know I'm not going to I'm going to let you practice a little bit. Sometimes babies are going to be they're going to be expressing that they're they're confused a little bit. Mm. Some kids will get will get upset and be like, I want my pacifier right now. Where is it? Now, of course, it doesn't come out quite that clear, you know. <laughs> they're not that articulate at three months no, old. No, <laughs> they're not quite that articulate. And so my point is that, you know, babies do cry. But understand that, okay, I understand you're crying. Let me see what, let's see why that is happening. Mm-hmm. And see what, I, and let, let me comfort you. You can try to explain it to the baby, and the baby's not going to understand you. Sweetie, can you so, just go to sleep now? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. A book that really helped me when my girls were babies was The Baby Whisper by Tracy Hogg. Mm-hmm. And she talked about being able to read your baby's cries because their different cries communicated different things. And that really, I mean, I'm like, they're crying. It all sounds the same. But when you really stop and listen and assess their cries are different when they're hungry than when they're wet than when they're overtired it's amazing it, it does take time to to kind of learn what that is and be in tune with baby but and we're not always successful sometimes we're going to you know you find out that it was just that you needed the diaper readjusted because it was uncomfortable yes, in, in exactly. a spot and you go oops yeah, it's yeah. sometimes we make mistakes as parents, but we can't beat ourselves up over it and just say, well, I'm, now I'm going to completely change my whole life because, you know, I, I made you cry for, for two seconds. I know. The mom guilt. Yeah, the mom guilt is real. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then we, but then we pay back our kids and make them feel guilty for the next 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, are there any books that you recommend to parents? Well, my favorite book out there is called Sleep Sense. It was written by Dana Obelman. And she's the one that I actually, I studied under her. Oh, um, wow. I say she changed my life when my, when my daughter was an infant. And I am up every hour all night long to walk, nurse, feed, rock, mm. bounce, mm-hmm. to get this baby to sleep. Mm-hmm. I, and I was on the phone with a friend of mine at work one day because I was working. I was working full time, carrying two cell phones. I had oh, about 600 people that I had to basically make sure that they were doing their jobs every single day as an operations director. It was, it was a, it was a tough job. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine, literally crying, telling him the mind, like, I just don't know what to do. I can't get mm-hmm. this kid to sleep. Da, 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 da. And he's the words of, I know somebody that can help mm. were, were the biggest words. I was like, okay. And, um, and I did work with her. I, I found a way that worked for us. You know, she gave me some different options. Here's the way you can do it. Here's this way you can do it. And I did it the way I wanted to. And lo and behold, that child slept 10 hours straight on the third night. No way. I'm not kidding you. Wow. You mentioned something that I want to touch on and get your opinion on. Um, I know when you said your daughter was a baby and you were working and having two cell phones. Maybe it's just my girls, but I feel like they can pick up stress from the air. Kind of like a sixth sense, like a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's kind of a strange comparison. Do you see that in sleep problems at all? I mean, what's your opinion? Kids absolutely pick up on our energy. Kids pick up on our attitudes. And when we are, as parents, particularly moms, are stressed out, our kids are going to feel it. And it's going to cause our kids to be more stressed out, especially with, with moms that, you know, they're on their, when they're making changes in the first night of changes, you know, where it's like, oh, just just go to I just need you to go to sleep. I just need you to go to sleep. So I'm always talking to parents a lot about, you know, recognizing and being mindful of your own stress level. Mm-hmm. But part of that, too, is the sleep deprivation. When you are exhausted and you're not getting enough sleep as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, a whole host of things, including, you know, you're you're more short, you know, you're probably shorter with your coworkers, your spouse, your family, your other kids, whatever. Yes, right. You know, forgetfulness and concentration all are just so difficult. Well, that covers everything for infants. Thank you so much for having me. And again, if anyone has any questions, you think down the road, you're not sure, then have go to my website, www.sleepsolutionsbychristine.com. Again, if you would like more information or a free consultation, head over to sleepsolutionsbychristine.com. She also has a free webinar. I'm really looking forward to next week when we'll be discussing toddler and school-age children. This whole series of episodes will be invaluable to parents with both toddlers and infants. Hey, we'll also throw in a few tips about adolescence there for you. That was this week's short and sweet parenting tip, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.